0: Welcome to the Faith Ignite Podcast. This is the show where we share stories of ordinary people who allow God to do the miraculous in their lives.
1: From trusting to testing to triumph, we pray that these stories ignite your faith to believe God for even greater.
0: Welcome to Faith Ignite, and we are so excited that you guys decided to join us for this week's episode. My name is Devon Williamson.
1: My name is Rosa Williamson.
0: And man, do we have a treat for you. On the other end of this um, podcast, we have a, a brother of mine, a friend, a covenant man, a man of God, and we have the opportunity to introduce him to you. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce to you my brother, my friend, a man of God by the name of Cody. How's
2: it going, guys? So glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Man, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on the other end of this podcast, man. So just for our listeners so they can get an understanding of who, who uh, you are, just kind of tell us, like who, who is Cody?
2: Who is Cody? That's a great question. So uh, my name is Cody, like Devon said. And originally, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I grew up there. I was there my whole life. And, um, you know, my whole life, I always I wanted to know about God. You know, I wanted to, to, to know who God was, but there was no one around me to show me. And uh, I just wanted to know more. And I came to a Christian college. I came to ORU, still just looking. I just, I just could not find anyone. But uh, I met I met a man there. His name is Mr. Shell. I'm sure you guys have heard about him on, oh, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just through him, I got to meet just these incredible men like Devon. And um, they've honestly, they've just changed my life. So if I had to describe myself, I would just say I'm just a man who wants to know God more
0: man. Praise God. And so what was, what was like life for you growing up in San Antonio?
2: You know, life was, it was, it was a blessing because I always knew the people around me gave their best. And, uh, you know, I grew up, my parents got divorced when I was really young. But I was blessed that I, I had a stepfather come into my life immediately. You know, my parents, they weren't saved. You know, they, uh, they were graced by God to raise me, but they didn't always have all the answers. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I found myself at a young age, you know, becoming almost like a little mini adult, you know, like walking the sisters to school, you know, like helping with finances, you know, like, you know, like doing, doing things that, that really I just had to grow up fast you know, and, uh, it wasn't always easy. You know, my parents, they worked really hard and they, they did their best, but, uh, that's, that's how I would characterize my life probably is I was so blessed that everyone around me gave their best, even though we went without stuff sometimes, wow. you know, growing up, you know, even when I was a little kid, I remember a period of time they were, we were, we were homeless for a little bit, you know, my wow. parents didn't have a high school education, um, you know, living in motels and, milk crates for furniture, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. But, uh, but they worked hard, man. You know, there were times parents wouldn't eat all weekend because mm. they'd buy me a Happy Meal. Wow, You know, like that, those were the kind of people that raised me.
0: Wow. You, you said something that, that kind of caught my eye or kind of caught my ear. You said that your parents got divorced when you were younger. So what was that like? I mean, being young, like your parents are basically your rock. And mm-hmm. so when you found out your parents were getting divorced like what what were you thinking? Did you think like your world was just falling apart? Did it crumble? Mm-hmm. Like what what was that like for you?
2: I think for me, I was I was fortunate, I was really young. I was probably like 1 or 2 when when it, when it happened. But my older brother, he was older. He was like 5, 6. You know, so it 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 hurt me to see him hurt. Cuz that was a lot tougher that was for him you know dad wasn't like dad anymore you know yeah. it was that was a a tough thing for him but I mean growing up I can honestly say like I never had a a hateful thought in my heart I was never resentful it was I used to tell my older brother you know because my stepdad came to my life when I was so young I used to tell him like that's my dad and the other guy's your dad, yeah, <laughs> you know, but it was like, they're both my dad. And like, even yeah. today I, I still call him dad. I've never had an issue with either one of them. I just, I guess I believed or I saw clearly what was going on. I saw my biological, I, I, I saw the decisions he made, but I never, I never held it against him. You know, it's like, I knew even then it was like, he's just imperfect, you know? And yeah, I still, I still loved him. So honestly, I don't really believe, I I believe I was shielded from a lot of those things, but I did see my older brother get affected and that probably hurt me more than anything to see see him hurt.
1: Yeah. Now you said that your parents, you know, they didn't know about God. So how did you get to know Jesus? (laughs) That's
2: a great question. So man, just all my life, it was like, I always like knew about God. I remember, so, you know, when I grew up, you know, my parents had just got divorced. So my grandma and my grandpa, they kind of like, they, they honestly kind of raised me, you know, for at least the first few years of my life. And uh, I remember, I think I was like three or four, my grandparents like moved in with us to help take care of me. My little sisters at that point were like, you know, one, two, three. So they were kind of taking care of them because both my parents, my mom and my stepdad, they worked, you know, like full time. So I, I remember my, my grandma would every night she'd pray with me, you know, she, I, she had a little wooden cross and she would like hang it like above my like bed, like, like a little (laughs) necklace. Yeah. And she would take it off. And, you know, she put over my neck and, and we'd like pray together. I had a little stuffed animal and like, like you put the hands together and it would say like a little, (laughs) like now I lay me down to sleep, you know, like that kind of thing. (laughs) And uh, we would just read like Bible story, like, you know, like the kids, like the kids version Bible stories every single night. Like, every single night as far as I can remember and uh I just I wanted to know about I think my grandma was like Catholic she wasn't like Christian but like she knew about Jesus and she would talk about it and I just always wanted to know about God I remember like as young as four five six like begging my parents like can we go to church on mm-hmm. Sunday like can't we and they were like no you know like we want to sleep in like we work all week you know kind of thing um or like asking for like bibles for like my birthday you're asking for cross necklaces just i just i think i i believe it was my grandma i'd probably credit to her she just she 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 really started me young you know and then from then on i always wanted to know about god
0: wow so going back to what you had said earlier like how your parents were working so hard Like, what was that like growing up in a situation like that where you say you guys are even sometimes even homeless? Like your parents worked like so hard and like being so young, I'm pretty sure that can be a period where you can be um, or that stuff can be impressed upon you. So you can think like this is what life should look like. Like there's probably no way out. So what, what would you what were you thinking during those periods like where you just saw the the I guess the disaster or not disaster, but like you just saw how the conditions were in your house?
2: Yeah, man, it inspired me to be like rich. I was like, I will never live this way, (laughs) because yeah, it's true. I I have met people and they're kind of like it's just how life is. I I think my older brother was a little bit of like the, I just need me a a truck and uh you know and a Mm -hmm. like that you know like 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 that kind of guy. But I was the other kind of guy, man. Like I was like I remember being a little kid and. And looking at like Ferraris and Porsches and like printing them off and putting the pictures on my on my walls. And I would go on like Zillow and like look mm-hmm. at like million dollar homes and, mm-hmm. and I would look at like nice furniture and like imagine, you know, like I would I, I was the kind of kid that would Google like highest paying job and find out all the stuff. You know, like I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to Harvard someday. Like I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I did want. The stuff like all my life, I've wanted like nice things, you know, this <laughs> I mean, just to be honest. But I I wanted it for my family, too. Mm. I was like, I, I want to buy my mom a house like I want to buy my dad a car, you know, and I would yeah. I would tell them, you know, I was like someday when I'm a millionaire, like, what do you want me to buy you? You know, and they 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 like they knew mom's like, I want Audi. I want this color. I <laughs> want that. I want... And I'm like, you know, mom, I'm gonna do that for you. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, I believe you will. So, honestly, all my life, I've, I mean, straight A's, like, determined. Like, I'm getting a full ride. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, th- I I, think it inspired me to want to do better.
0: Yeah, I can see. Like, so, it's safe to say that that, that work ethic from your parents translated to you, that was transferred to you. And so, that, that carries the way that you you operate. Everything that you do now is stemmed from their seeing how they worked so hard as when you were a kid. Correct?
2: I believe... The the desire is in me. I don't know if the if the self discipline was always there. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, things just came easy. Like straight A's just came easy. You know, like mm-hmm. things like that came easy. And uh, I don't think it was until later when I when I began to to have responsibility for things and and Mister Shell and and to meet great men. To really see what success was, that success wasn't just big visions, but it's a day to day thing you have to do as well. You have to be, you have to be disciplined. You have to, to put the work in as well as have faith and have a vision. So uh, the vision was always there and the desire. I think the self-discipline came a little later.
1: Seemed like from a young age, you will like this podcast is about faith and you were having faith. At a young age, you said you were plastering stuff like cars and all of that, the stuff that you yeah. wanted. I think that's amazing. Now, how did you get to ORU? Like, was mm-hmm. is that another faith story or is that, yeah, that's you said you had straight A's. So, did that get you to <laughs> ORU? Or? That was a big
2: thing too, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, just the area I grew up in, it wasn't the best. Um, to be particularly about it, the area I lived in, the public schools were the same public schools my biological father went to. Mm. and uh, my biological father's illiterate he can't read mm. so all my life my mom was basically like over my dead body are you going to mm. that high school you know uh, yeah and uh so so <laughs> when it came to that my mom was like there's no way so we tried different schools there's different like charter school options we did like homeschool for a year nothing was working and uh I believe around this time I wanted to be like a pharmacist or like an anesthesiologist, something that made a lot of money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and there was a specific school in San Antonio that was really renowned health careers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really renowned for putting out medical people, you know? And, uh, and I remember, I think it was junior year, I was going to go there and I went to the open house. I met teachers, I got my schedule, everything like that. Well, while at the same time I'm doing that, my mom was putting my little sisters in a private school in our area uh, just because, you know, the same thing, like she didn't want them in the public schools. Yeah. So uh, so she's doing all that at the same time. And that, that was called Cornerstone Christian Schools. And uh, I just woke up one morning and I was like, Mom, I want to go to Cornerstone. My mom was like, "What?" You know, like she was like, "What are you talking about? Like health career? Like this is what you want to do?" We cuz you know, it's it's like a rigorous progress to like get in. You know, it's like competitive. Mm. And I was like, "Mom, I don't want to go there. I want to go to Cornerstone." And she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just I just I want to go." So she put me there. And uh and uh from Cornerstone, we end up at over you cuz they had like a like a partnership kind of thing, you okay. know, like I I believe the pastor at that church was like on the border. It oh, was some so kind of connection. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of students would go back and forth. Cause even going to cornstone, it strengthened my faith. Like I started having like Bible classes. Cause before that I would try and read the Bible, but it didn't make sense. I'm reading yeah, through like yeah. Genesis and I'm like, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. I was trying, but no one was there to teach me. Mm-hmm. So so going to cornerstone was even more of a, a fire. I was like, I wanna to go to a. a christian college you know like i i don't want to go because you hear these stories about going to secular colleges and, yeah so i was like i want to go to a christian college and over you was the one so it was it was the same story i was all set to go to baylor had a scholarship was good to go it was like like april of senior year like it was like yeah, it it was done. done yeah and uh i woke up one morning and i was like mom i want to go to ORU. you and she was like, What are you talking about? Like she's like, you know, Baylor, Baylor, you know, like Baylor was like, I mean, it still is an amazing school. But I was like, Mom, I, I wanna go to over you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Okay, well we'll and my mom, she she always did her best. Like cornerstone, like I'm like thousands of dollars I'm adding on to her play, you know, over you, thousands of dollars. But she was like, Okay, well we're gonna make it work. Yeah. And uh so honestly that's that's how I ended up at over you. Just complete at at the time i didn't know it but now i know it was god
0: wow yeah and so like even when you got here to oru like what were some of the things that that you took away even after graduating that has now been beneficial to you in life
2: oru was was so good i got to oru so young I, cuz i i graduated high school when i was when i was 16 mm, okay so i i i turned 17 like right before i got to, so i was i was a little kid uh, yeah you know i was a little kid and uh And uh, the one thing that I took away from you is it was, like, the first time I met, like, Christians, really. Because I was always in public school. I mean, I I guess I met Christians at, my high school, but that's a little different. You know, you're still figuring things out. But I I met, like, mature men who, like, loved God. And they weren't perfect. But but that was my first time getting to be around that. Because I was just a little kid, man. Like, I'm running around doing dumb stuff, saying dumb stuff. But they showed so much patience. And even... My freshman year floor it was full of like seniors and, and and just guys who took me under their wing you know so so definitely the one of the major things i took away was just like how powerful that is you know to just to love someone you know i mm. never really experienced what that was like you know even just to like have fun without like worldly things like we could have fun just in a room talking mm, yeah. that was not heard of you know yeah. Yeah. when i was <laughs> from was, yeah. so so that was a blessing but even just a continual hunger to know God because it was the same thing I was like I want to know more about God but like I I, I don't know how and uh I, I met Mr. Shell you know towards the end of senior year and uh I I met other men who were able to to pour into me and that was what I'll always take away is again to be discipled and in a really crucial time of my life I met good Christian men
0: wow man and that would kinda of set what you said kinda of sparked a question in my in my mind just now. And so now that you had this desire to to want to know God so much more, what does that look like in the workplace? Because I know like people tend to not mix religion or, or God with anything business or medical related or anything in the like the the marketplace. And so what does that look like for Cody now that he has this desire for God, but he's still out there in the marketplace?
2: That's a great question. So I think I come back to something Mr. Shell told me, and I'm sure he's told all of us as well, but this idea that, like, you should always preach the gospel, but only rarely use words, and just this idea that you can preach to people without speaking to them, because, you know, I do I do a lot of different things, so I own my own business. I'm also a teacher in the public school system, and uh, obviously, you know, I'm not around preaching to kids, you know, because kids come to you, and and some of them have difficult upbringings, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're saying they're transgender, you know, they're saying there are these things, but they don't even know themselves. They're just hurting and, you know, right. just looking for something to like label themselves, to give themselves a, like a purpose on, you know, they're, they're, they're just aimlessly just drifting. Yeah. And, uh, and you see that and it breaks your heart and you know, Jesus is the answer, you know, that you know that nothing can save, nothing can nothing can can do what jesus can do but you can't tell a kid that right yeah but i sure i sh- i share his love you know i i do my best because i'm around teachers who are all different kinds you know some teachers uh-huh. are on fire like they're gifted like kids love them other teachers are are burnt out or ready to retire some teachers are brand new and they're trying to be friends with the kids you know everywhere in the middle
0: yeah
2: and uh i just want every kid to know they're loved when they come through my door, you know, I tell them I love them and they're like, you, you know, like yeah. I, I teach middle school kids, you know, yeah. so they're like, Ugh, like, what you mean by that, man? Like, <laughs> you don't even know me like how you love me. I'm like, well, I do, you know, but um, I do my best just to love people mm-hmm. and to and to show them grace, to show them the kindness that I know I needed when I was their age. And even just in the business world, getting to do my own thing, just being led. That's the number one thing I've learned is is you can't just go out and do things for god you have to be led and do things with him i remember starting businesses with nothing you know there was a point in my life not even that long ago i started a business i stepped down faith there was no money and i'm like father like did i miss it and he's like no you need to go get the clients it's like well how do i do it mm-hmm. and go to walmart it's like what and go to your tailor like what but but going and being led yeah you know, like go talk to that person, you know, buy them food, you know, do this, doing things f- with God and seeing fruit come from that. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing is just to be led and and getting to to do business with God instead of trying to do something and ask God to bless it after.
0: Mm, yeah. And so kind of talk to us about that, that story. where you, you had to step out in faith to go start this business. What was that like from, <laughs> from start to, to how it started versus how it was going?
2: Yeah. Amen. So so. I started a tutoring company and, um, you know, with that comes expenses. Like I'm sure you got, you know, you start a business, you do different things. And, uh, and uh, I saw then I had a lot of presumption, but not faith. I'm presuming I'm spending this money. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. Well then therefore
0: the Mm. money's coming,
2: the clients are there and they weren't. And I'm like, okay, well, something went wrong along yeah. the way. And a lot of it was my own thing. I was learning how to steward a business. I was being lazy. I was doing things incorrectly. And, and thank God for Mr. Shell. Thank God for the grace of God. Because the, the, the areas I missed it were pointed out to me. And uh, I saw how the little things you do can add up. You know, not making your bed in the morning. You know, like if you don't make your bed in the morning, how do you expect to lead this company? You know, so there's a lot of little things but you know praise god for that i corrected them but there was a time in my life not that long ago like i'm talking about my bills were in excess of a thousand dollars two thousand dollars what the i company. had coming in like just expenses in general okay just okay. different you know just business like life expenses gotcha like i'm making this much but my bills are double mm-hmm. and i'm just like where did this go wrong man and uh but i stayed in faith though and every single month God made it happen. Mm. It was like every single month the bills got paid, and like there's times I had no money for food, you know, and, uh, but food came, mm. you know, I, around that time, I bought a new car, you know, I'm driving around this beautiful BMW, mm. feeling like a fool, because I got this beautiful car with no money. <laughs> I can't wow. afford it, you know? Yeah. And uh, Mr. Shell told me, he said, like, okay, well again, if I can go get some clients then. So I remember getting in my car, it's, it's the summer. So I'm, I'm, I'm off school, drive to Walmart, walk around Walmart all day long for eight hours, talking to people, really? but being led, like, I'm not just trying to just like, Hey you, you want yeah, to, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, being led, I'm like, okay, father, you walking around, you know, you see someone, okay. Uh, father's is, is, okay. Okay. Yeah. And they just go up and start talking to them mm-hmm. and give it out cards. And, uh, the clients came. Wow. You know, the clients came and, uh, the money came and and praise god it grew and it grew and, and it grew you know but uh there was definitely a point in my life where i i saw there's a difference between believing something and knowing something like okay like i know if i do this and i do that and i do this the money's gonna come and that's gonna be good but you gotta believe it you know and 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 when you believe it you move towards it you step out in faith and you move towards it yeah not just I'm just gonna go do something, but but you pause and you 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 listen to God and He tells you what to do and you do it with Him in faith and it produces a fruit.
0: Wow, man. What you said kind of really got me thinking just now. Like you said, you you just bought this BMW and so now you're riding around in this new this new nice looking car, but here it is. You have all these bills and stuff that are that are due, and so in that in that current state, like was it ever did it ever cross your mind like okay I might have done something wrong or Maybe this was this was not what God wanted me was not what God wanted for me to do. Or maybe I better missed it. I'm just outside His will. Like, did that ever come across your mind when you were in that 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 uh, I guess that trial period?
2: Oh, saying brought that thought to my mind for sure. But I knew I knew it wasn't true. And I believe that's the blessing of Mr. Sheller in our life, Mm -hmm. you know, to have a prophet of God to tell you, like, no, you're on point. This is what you're supposed to do. You just didn't do this. You know, Mm -hmm. go fix that. And, uh, and, uh, that's, that's just the most amazing thing is just a peace with God. Like I've, I've, I've learned to hear his voice and to say, father, did I miss it? And he says, no, but you know, go do this though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Father, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah, You know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, I knew that that was what I was supposed to do. But also I knew that this, this thing of. Well, you know, I'm gonna do my best, and if God sees fit to bless me, I knew that's a lie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no father, I'm broke because me <laughs> like I <laughs> like I'm not in faith, like yeah. you know like 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 Mr. Shell will say, like, okay, the word says this, and you're telling me this. So one of you's lying And it's like, <laughs> hmm, I, <laughs> I pick you. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or even I know Kenneth Hagan he said in a sermon one time he was talking about like if you're in a car, And uh, the radio is not picking up a signal. He was like, you're probably going to think it's your car before you think it's, like, the radio station. You know, like, you're going to check your car radio before you call the radio station. And they're like, hey, something's wrong with your signal. And it's the same thing with me. I'm like, okay, Father, this didn't come like it was supposed to because of me. Like, I missed it. I'm I'm sorry. Show me where I missed it. Okay, I'm going to fix it. And then it came.
0: Wow, man but that that's that's incredible man just to be able to hear that story and so thinking about it you you kind of said something earlier at the beginning of the podcast about where you tell your your kids that you love them and being a young man now in today's society um what does submission look like
2: what does submission look like yeah cuz i
0: know everybody like they on their grind they on their hustle they got to go get it and they they're not trying to hear anyone they're not, they're trying to figure things out on their own and so being in the age the 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 perfect age group to follow in that in those footsteps you decide to submit to to a man of god in your life and so what is what does submission look like in in your life
2: submission man submission is the most powerful thing i believe i've learned because i've learned i don't really know what i'm doing
0: Mm -hmm. you know on my
2: own and uh you know the the thought of a twenty year old guy thinking like I'm just gonna go change the world, man. I know everything. It's so ridiculous. But that's where I was. I knew that, and that's where a lot of guys are. A lot of people are. But to me, submission is just it's it's simple. It's just you do what you're told to do when you don't want to do it. Cause it's it's easy to submit when you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like if you just told me, oh, just you know, go go do go do fun things. You know, oh, go take your day off. You know, go take a nap yes sir yep. you know <laughs> but uh but uh submission is when i'm told you something i don't want to do like hey cody okay you, you you want a business okay fine well here's what a business entails you want a bmw fine but here's what a bmw entails mm-hmm. and uh doing that you know doing the hard thing i sh- I shouldn't call it a hard thing cause it's not a hard thing because cause it's always so easy with god but doing that thing that your flesh doesn't want to do. Yeah. But then even doing it with the right heart, because I'm learning you can do something begrudgingly and God would rather you just not do it at all. You know, but to do the the thing you don't want to do with the right heart. And that's key. That's, that's everything to me is to submit, you know, to submit to a man of God that's been placed in our life to lead us, to submit, you know, as a teacher, to submit to a principal, to submit to a boss, mm-hmm. knowing that the same way I submit to the men and women above me now, I'm planting seeds for myself in the future. You know, not that I'm looking for people to submit to me or, or anything like that, but just knowing that God's calling me to greater things and someday I'll have people working for me. Someday I'll be a principal. Someday I'll I'll have people. And the way I treat my superiors, my leaders, is the same way I'll be treated later. Mm. And I, I believe when I got that, things started to change for me. I'm like, okay, Father, like, everything I do now is going to affect me later. So I I, I want to do things the best I can now and uh, believe for the harvest later.
0: Man.
1: You know, Cody, it seems like, you know, God has given you visions and dreams. And like you just said, you know, you're a tutor, you have your own business. But like when God gave you those visions and dreams, how did that feel? And then actually starting it, like how is that process like?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I remember... You know, when I first met Mr. Shell, my question was really simple. I was like, well, what should I do? Because my whole life I didn't know. I went back and forth, like everything, like lawyer, doctor, you know, <laughs> everything. Just, just wanted to make a lot of money, Yeah. honestly. Just wanted to make a lot of money. And then uh, I got I got saved. I'm like, okay, well, I love God. I want to do things for God. Well, now I have to be a pastor. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, that's the only thing Christian guys can do is, yeah, you know, right? be a pastor. Yeah. But uh, but uh, no, that's not true. So... Uh, I asked Mr. Shell, I was like, well, what, what should I do, sir? And he was like, you're supposed to be a teacher. And I didn't want to be one. <laughs> I was like, like a teacher, you know? Uh, but when he said it, it created the vision in me. Like, I had no vision. I was like, I was kind of like, okay, like, Mr. Shell, whatever you say to do, I'll do it, and I believe it's going to be the best thing for me. Because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, right. I'm kind of I'm flowing around here. He said, be a teacher. I knew when he said it, I had the power to do it. And also, I knew well i'm going to be the best possible like i'm i'm going all the way like if i am going to be a teacher i want to be a principal i want to be a superintendent so i believe that was always just a belief in my own heart though that like whatever god told me to do i could do it and i'm like okay father th- there's a reason for you in my life like why am i going to be saved and live the same way other unsaved people live mm-hmm. like i can be a teacher well, a lot of unsaved people teachers
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I'm like okay father like the living God's inside of me there's a power in me to do something great with not just to be like everyone else so so when I was directed I I had faith that the God in me can get me to the highest place and not even for my own thing but just I was like father I believe if you elevate me there I'll I'll do what you tell me to do yeah I'll let you will be done
1: I like that you mentioned you love God you thought you're supposed to preach or be a pastor now tell us, because I feel like people who are listening right now, that's what they might think. Hey, I love God. I need to go to Bible school or, you know, I need to be a pastor. or I need to be somehow involved in the church. But I know Devon kind of asked the question, but how if you like for our listeners who are listening, what would you tell them? Like, yes, you love God, but you don't have to be a pastor. Like, what would you tell them? Like,
2: yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I think that's something I've learned as well is that being a pastor is not just like a job you pick. It's a call in your life. Mm. You know, like you cannot, like, I guess you can do what you want. Like you you can be a pastor, (laughs) but if you're not gifted to be a pastor, it's it's not going to go well for you. Mm. And I've seen it, you know, not in like, just in a sense of like being a pastor is more than just speaking on stage or and it's, it's the only thing I thought, I thought if you love God, you know, and honestly, when I got saved, I was like what people told me, like, because of my family saved. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here comes pastor, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like that thing of like, I was around unsaved people. So when I got saved, I thought that's what you do.
0: Yeah.
2: Or maybe like a missionary, you know, something, yeah. like, something yeah. like that. But uh, I'm learning even you have to do what God's gifted you to, to, to do. And uh, it's kind of like, well, if all the Christians are in the church, well, who's talking to the world? You know, like who is reaching people, you know, are the people that need to be reached in church? Well, sometimes they are, but sometimes they're at Walmart, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're in a classroom. Sometimes they're, they're in a business, sometimes, you know, whatever. So I believe I've learned that you can't just do what you want. You always can, but life is so much better. Life is so much easier when you just do what God's created you to do.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, the thing that you're anointed to do, and then in that, be a light
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know that that god needs teachers god needs pastors of course but god also needs doctors he needs lawyers he needs people and uh and the viewer should find out what that is yeah and yeah. and
0: do that because the world needs it yeah, yeah. Man, We and like you talked about um being led while you were talking like i i got this impression that um the holy spirit wants you to pray you want you wants you to like Close, give the closing prayer because I feel That there is someone that's actually listening To this that May need to hear what it is that you just Said everything that you just said and that the Holy Spirit Can be able to to just Bring it all home for them and so If you wouldn't mind I would just I would I think if you Pray just kind of just Praying for because like I said I don't know who's listening To this I don't know when they're gonna hit play But I just felt that that, that Drop in my spirit that Ask Cody to pray I ask Cody to pray um, a prayer for the people that are listening on the other end of this podcast. So if you wouldn't mind, man, I I would love that.
2: I'd be honored. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, God, we love you, God. God, you're so good to us. And God, I thank you for this wonderful opportunity, Lord God, that that it's, it's not me, God. I'm not here talking about me, God, but I'm talking about the things that you've done, God. I'm talking about the blessings you've shown me, Father. And I pray, God, that That for the viewers listening, God, would you show them, God, that you have no favorites, God, that you respond to faith, that the same testimonies they have heard from me and from the other men, God, that that it can happen for them too, Father. Lord, we pray for the people listening, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you're opening their ears to hear you father that they would know that you have always been there for them father throughout their life lord and god that there is a clear direction god we pray for the people listening now without direction but father that's not it's not that they're out they're not without direction guys just they need to hear you god that they would Mm -hmm. pause and listen god that you want to speak to us more than we want to hear you father we bind this lie that you are hard to find, that you are hard to hear. No, Father, we hear you, God. We hear you clearly. God, we bind this lie that if it be your will, we be blessed, and if it be your will, you'd be cursed. But, God, we know your word. God, we know you say we are blessed. God, even I pray a blessing over the viewer, Father. God, that as they press into you, God, as they as they hear your voice, God, they would be blessed because your word says, God, as you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you, Father God. So, Lord God, I thank you for this time. I thank you, God, for Devon and Rosa, Father. I pray a blessing even upon them, God, as they are stewarding your word, God, as they are providing a platform for you to be elevated and for your testimonies to be shared, God. We believe powerful testimonies will come from this, Father, and you will bless them for their efforts, God, and bless them for their submission, Father. God, we thank you and we love you. In your name we pray, Father, amen. Amen.
0: amen. Praise God, man. That 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 right there is the capstone of power. And I believe, like I said, This is going to change someone's life, whether it be they listen to it when it airs or they hear like a year later. But I believe that whoever that was for is going to change their life and the Holy Spirit is going to be able to do something really, really tangible in their lives. And so, Cody, we just want to say thank you for just taking the time to interview with us. Man, it has been powerful. I was blessed by your story just listening to it. And so I could imagine like people that are driving, they probably pull the car over just to like, <laughs> take it all in and I'm process what in. they just heard. But, man, it, it has been a blessing being able to hear your story and see where it is that you are now and see how faith has been the vehicle to get you where you are right now. And so it's been a blessing. So we want to thank you for taking the time to interview with us and just being able to share your story, man. We really appreciate it.
2: Wait, man. Well thank you guys. I appreciate you guys and all glory to God. Everything that's happened to me. It's just God's been so good. You know, Amen. God has no favorites. He's moved by faith and and God will pass over ten thousand people to get to the one that has faith. Amen. And uh, the same thing will happen to viewers.
0: Yep. Amen. And that's the whole premise of this whole Podcast, Faith Ignite. We want to be able to ignite faith in people so they can believe God for greater. So if something happened in your life, they said, they can be like, okay, it happened in Cody's life. And so I know it can happen in mine. All I just need is faith. Faith is the only thing that attracts God. And so that's basically what we want to do. Be able to ignite faith in people so they can believe God for greater. And so with that, guys, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this um, episode. Make sure you are ready and set to go for the next episode because we will have a treat for you so make sure you don't miss it but for now we're going to sign off and we're going to say goodbye and so until next time continue to ignite that faith in you so that you can believe God for greater